Well, good morning and happy Sunday. It's 1300 on the East Coast. It's 1800 on the Greenwich Mean Coast. How is everybody? Mr. Blodgett, welcome aboard. Nice to hear you, see you. Art that makes art. Wes, welcome aboard. CJ Stevens, welcome. Gonzo, oh my, welcome aboard. Well, uh, you've never, I don't know if you've ever seen one of these. Brian, welcome aboard. Video and sound, check, 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 recheck. Thank you. So let's see how we're doing here. Um, uh, Bob Labs is here. All rise. So uh, it was cold on the East Coast. I don't know if you guys knew that. Paul, welcome aboard, sir. <laughs> Almost. I got to get this right. Good evening, Morn. Nice to see you. Hey, you were doing some cool stuff there with encoders and whatnot on the uh, on the Instagram. That was pretty neat. <laughs> Gonzo says he, he's never seen this live. He brings nothing valuable to the conversation, but he's here to learn. That's the important thing, here to learn. Uh, for those of you who don't know Gonzo, he and I know each other from summer camp. It's true, isn't it? So today uh, we're emerging from the ridiculous cold spell on the East Coast. Here at this location, we got down to minus 12 Fahrenheit. That's uh, minus 6,000 for you, those of you in Celsius. And it was cold. It's still cold. I'm still chilled to my bones. But today we are expecting to break 40 degrees, which is nuts. And it is actually 39 going to 42 degrees go figure so uh yeah a little little bit of a catch-up this week uh not a lot of machining content unfortunately i wasn't uh making chips in the shop but i do have some interesting stuff to talk about and we'll see what you guys have to talk about um so this this was the week of um buying my first electric vehicle so I now have a purely electric vehicle. And Gonzo, you might appreciate the fact that this thing has more electrical outlets available <laughs> for running radios and fun stuff and tools and lights than you could possibly imagine. I don't think we have a final count on how many sockets it has for 115 volts, 230 volts, USB-A, USB-C, 12 volts, it is absolutely insane, but uh, I'm loving it. So uh, give me a second here. I was a little remiss in not bringing up my, uh, my studio monitor. And we want to keep an eye on the stream. There we go. We're up. And we have seven concurrent viewers. Can you charge it with solar, asks Kevin. So uh, I have solar on the house. And by definition, we're charging it with solar. So uh, yes, I am charging it with solar. <laughs> it is a practical mobile microwave. I could put a microwave in this thing and run it. 
and it would not blink. Uh, I don't remember how many kilowatts I can get out of the 230 volt outlet, but it's ridiculous. Uh, so I'm I'm having a I'm having a ball. Uh, it's been a it's been a good time. I'll show a picture of it in a second, and uh, we can talk a little more about it. So uh, I request I demand a weather report from you guys. Put your state in your reply, and then give me a temperature because it was uh, it was record setting this week. The top of Mount Washington hit a windshield uh, record. A calculated wind chill of minus 100 and might have been 120F, which was just nuts. Bob Labs reporting 43 degrees in Chicago. 43 is balmy. We're heading that way. CJ Stevens, 45 and sunny in East Tennessee, of course. Did you guys get the cold wave? Northeast Ohio, 46 degrees, according to Brian. Well, it looks like a recovery is in progress here. And we are currently, uh, like I said, oh, uh, Art uh, West says 35 in south central Idaho. Well, you guys see some temperatures, don't you, every now and then. CJ Stevens reports a high of 20s overnight. That's still, it used to sound cold. Almost reports 10 degrees below. 70 in Phoenix, the Arizona. No parka. That's awesome. Well, I think we'll thaw, and that's, that is important. Um, so one, one uh, item of uh, administrivia, if you look at the videos, especially the, uh, the lives, but in any of the videos... Uh, some of my videos on the channel have time codes and subjects. We basically have uh, indexed the videos. And that was started by Carl Tauber, who is one of our viewers and contributors. And Carl volunteered to do some of that. And I've been doing some of that. And if you are interested in helping out, let me know. All you have to do is uh, you watch the video and you make some notes with a timestamp and the topic and put that you could put that in a comment and if i if i see it and like it i see all the comments i will i will lift it up and put it into the description of the video and that helps everybody because that uh, basically indexes all of our technical topics and makes it easier to find so if you're interested in helping with that take a look at some examples on the videos uh, on the YouTube channel, and you can you can help out. Paul says he's continuing his lapping journey. The laps are in good shape. Three bottles of McMaster Diamond Slurry arrived. Great to be able to compare against the lesser quality eBay purchases. Outstanding, man! This is going to be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, more lapping this week. Um, my goal is to be able to take a workpiece. Uh, into compliance and then screw it up and then bring it back into compliance and screw it up. I just want to get that control going or go concave and then convex and then concave and then flat and at, at the nanometers that we're talking about. So that is the goal. 
Uh, awesome. Also, I have I have five blanks that will be running for more laps. Um, I have a helper coming in this week to help me get the shop cleaned up a little bit. Once we could like walk in there again, <laughs> uh, I will run some some more uh, laps in the uh, in the uh, CNC machines, and we'll have some more to go. So, uh, time code contributions are welcome. Uh, the only instruction you need is examples that already exist on some of the videos. The, the weird thing about this cold snap, and it's kind of my last comment on it, is that it the dynamic range from the cold to today's high is going to be a 50, a 5-0 degree change in temperature from, um, you know, late last night. Yeah, actually, or late the previous night <laughs> to today uh, will be a 50-degree change in temperature, which I think is nuts. And it's going to break some things. I'm sure, I'm sure many people are having plumbing issues. Um, okay, so uh, let's talk about the, the big 800-pound uh, elephant in the room here. I got a new truck. And it is uh, just pretty freaking awesome. I bought a uh, Ford F-150 Lightning in the extended range version, the Lariat trim level. And it has just been phenomenal. It's my first truck. I've never owned a truck before. I had a Ford Flex before, which was basically on a truck frame. Um, but it wasn't a truck. And we, we sold that. So it's my first truck. It's an F-150, which means I have like 672,937 accessories I could get for it. It's my first EV, which is, of course, a new technology. So that's new. I'm learning about EVs quickly. Um, yesterday, I did my first mission with it. Thank you, almost. Uh, where I I went down to my sister's. I picked up a, a freezer that she had for me. I went to my mom's, dropped off a bunch of packages for her, had dinner with mom, went to see my uh, kiddo at school, dropped off some stuff for Sam, and then I, I headed back north. So it was the first time that I had to use a public charger. I've only had a truck a week, so it's not like, you know, I have a lot of history. So I had to use a public charger. Uh, so I went bingo fuel right around when I entered Rhode Island to go see my sister. So that was commitment. And I charged in a uh, Walmart parking lot <laughs> in in Providence, Rhode Island. And it, it almost sounds like it's, it's like some devious, you know, uh, dark world you know you show up at night in the in a Walmart parking lot to find some a, a special plug anyway that worked worked great you need <laughs> so you're not kidding Wes says we need a burnout video you can post that on YouTube you you can't post that on YouTube without a burnout video well I like my tires first of all let's put <laughs> I, I kind of want to make my tires last a while but this thing, 
Oh, I'll tell you a story. So I, the, the day I got it, I dropped my son off at school in the Flex. And then I went to the car dealership and spent most of the day at the car dealership and drove the truck home. So I texted my son, Jared, and I said, you want me to pick you up in the new truck? He said, absolutely, yes. So, so I picked him up in the new truck. He, was, he loves it. He thinks it's awesome. And then we got, we turned out of the uh, high school uh, road and we were, on the, we were on the main road and it was, it was empty. It was after normal school dismissal. So I said to him, you want to see how fast this thing goes? He goes, yeah. And uh, I hit it. And he said, that is awesome. Don't ever do that again. <laughs> and it is awesome. It is just 6,000 pounds of torque. So, yeah, I, uh, I understand the burnout. And if it wasn't for my uh, particular love affair with my tires, I would probably do that. Yeah, Gonzo says install some tracks. Uh, absolutely. This thing would run tracks all day long. <laughs> it has a ridiculous low end, uh, you know, the electric motors. So the other first yesterday, in addition to learning about charging at charging stations, um, and I do, I do have the mobile charger, the 30 amp charger in the shop. And, uh, for, and in fact, the, the truck's on it right now. In fact, if you see in this picture, right there, you can see the wire, right? That's my 30 amp charger. Um, I have the pro charger coming and I got my electrician. We kind of scratched our heads uh, a couple of days ago. So that's going to be going in. So that was pretty cool. But the other first was this thing will do, uh, has what's called Blue Cruise. <laughs> And uh, you you have multiple levels of, of, of autopilot. The first level, of course, is cruise control. So it has cruise control, but it's not any cruise control. It's adaptive cruise control. So it has radar out the front, and it will follow another car uh, at, a, at a set distance if you're going below you know, what you want to go below uh, or what you want to cruise at. Then it has lane following. You turn that on. Now it will literally it will it will steer your wheel if you drift in or, in or out of the lane. So all you really have to do is keep a couple of <laughs> we're gonna get to that, Kevin. Keep a couple of fingers on the wheel, and it can feel the fact that your hands there by uh, the control input from your hands. And if it doesn't, if the, if it thinks your hands are in the wheel, it puts up a warning for a couple of seconds and then it'll start bonging like hey get your hand on the wheel but then the next level if you're on a approved blue cruise road is hands-free and it puts up a, a symbology on this on the dash and it says you're all set let go i got this and off you go uh hands-free I would say at least 80% of my driving yesterday on this, on this big uh, uh, family pickup mission was hands-free. And so that's another first. First time hands-free in a truck. <laughs> so Kevin says, yes, but it does, does it have ILS and VNAV? Well, let me tell you something. So I, I get established 
You, you notice the language, Kevin. You'll appreciate it. I get established on Route 93, and 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 up comes the thing. It says, "Hey, you got you got hands free." So I go hands free on this thing, and and I'm I'm just managing the system. And all of a sudden, I realize it hits me. Wait a minute. I just switched into the same mode as flying IFR on autopilot in the airplane because I used to have an airplane and I used to fly a lot, uh, full, full IFR. And it was like, wait, my brain has a whole section that was trained for this. And that's exactly what it was like. You sit, you sit in there and you just manage the systems. Now, the lightning has in the dash has two cameras, two hidden cameras, they're infrared cameras looking at your face. And if like if this camera was was a thing and 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 you start looking down, okay, for too many seconds, it yells at you. It says keep your eyes on the road. And if you look like this for a while, it yell it yells at you. It says keep your eyes on the road. So, it actually can figure out if you're playing Angry Birds or watching a movie and it will yell at you. I like this. It works pretty good. And and when you do when you're doing normal, you know, you're all dialed in and you're you're cruising along and everything's normal and you're doing your thing, you can check the map, you can set the stereo and stuff, but if you're actually present, it you don't hear any any warnings, but it happened to me a couple of times. I was futzing around with the map and it said, "Hey, get your eyes back on the road." So that was that was pretty cool. So it was at least four firsts for me yesterday on this mission, um, and I'm digging it. So I'm digging the truck thing. <laughs> Kevin says it sounds better than the inflatable guy in the pilot uniform. Now, Kevin, you can't answer the next question. Okay, you may not answer the next question. Can anybody tell me the name? of the inflatable guy in the pilot uniform. I'm not even going to tell you from where, from whence that comes, but can anybody come up with that name? What was his name? I know we have 25 seconds lag, so I'll keep talking. So having a truck, a bunch of you guys have trucks, so that's not, this isn't new to you, but to me, to just heave, heave stuff in the back and go is awesome. And to have that area, just you sweep it out and you're done. It's awesome. So I don't know if you can see from the, the photo here, but I, I got the uh, tonneau cover, the folding hard tonneau cover that goes over the bed. And and that also seems to be working uh, super well. Um, I got to make an adjustment here, I just noticed. The chat window is getting cut off. I will fix that, guys. Hang on. Yep. Is that it? Yeah, there you go. So nobody's coming up with the name. Okay, Kevin. There we go. Paul got it on the first guess. His name is Otto. Otto Pilot. Very good. And of course, that's from the movie Airplane, which is required uh, watching. You're not actually not allowed to participate here unless you've watched that movie. So you guys are out of control. So uh, that's that was the story yesterday. Excellent mission. Great vehicle. I have no complaints. I and believe me, you will hear about the complaints uh, if I ever have them. Yeah, I I knew that at least half of you 
uh, are in the same boat as Brian, who says he had a truck since birth. <laughs> it's my first truck, so I'm I'm thrilled. The other thing that they did really well, and makes it PFG, is it is truly an F one fifty. So all the and you guys like it, it's new to me, but it's not new to you F one fifty drivers. All of the attachment points and the things and the stuff and the sizes and the and the, the accessories you can buy for the bed and the accessories that you can is all the same. So I go on Amazon and I'm like, oh, I need a cargo net. Oh, I need one of those. I need one of the, you know, just think, 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 think. So all the accessories, uh, that whole ecosystem exists. So that is also pretty nice. And uh, one statistic I learned is that the F-150 truck is the most, the, the, the most sold vehicle of any type <laughs> in the world. <laughs> It's the, it's the most common vehicle. So uh, I kind of like that. The other thing I'm going to say on this, and, and we can get off the topic of, of, uh, of the truck, is that uh, the dealership that I found is really nice. When I went to buy these things, they were, they were trying to slap an additional dealer markup or market adjustment fee on on the price of the truck over and above MSRP of $10,000. They're like, yeah, these are hard to get. Give us another $10,000. And I, uh, I gave them a few choice words, the, the, the initial uh, dealers that I had, and I fired them. And this was the same dealership where I bought my Flex. So I said, no. And I went elsewhere. And I found a dealership that I'm really liking. I gave them my business, obviously, and it's Grapponi Ford up in Bow, New Hampshire. Give them a plug. Uh, and they're treating me really nicely. And it's like family up there. It really is. Nobody's on commission. Uh, they're all nice people. I met the owner. The owner shows up for work and works. Uh, just, just fantastic. So that's my, tr that's the end of the beginning of my truck saga. Oh, and I bought the WeatherTech mats, right? Same thing. It's a Ford F-150. Ordered the WeatherTech mats for, for my truck, dropped them in. That took three minutes and it's fantastic. Okay. Enough of this. Enough of the truck stuff. But uh, after all, you guys asked, so I had to tell you. That was the news this week. And that's what kept me out of the shop was getting, you know, doing all that stuff. And culminating in some success. So uh, let's see. When we were last in the shop, we were playing with lapping, and we had some. Uh, oh, almost asked sprayed or pla sprayed in tr uh, bed liner. I got the sprayed in bed liner, and it looks it looks great, and I'm, I'm happy to have it. Also, I I have these. Uh, yeah, you could uh, you can go get the sprayed in added. There obviously there's there's places that'll do it. The other thing you should know, and this was a surprise almost, um, the sprayed in bed liner came from the factory. In fact, everything I ordered on the truck came from the factory. Nothing was dealer installed. So the tonneau cover came from Ford. The spray in bed liner came from Ford. Um, 
I don't know if I really had any other options that needed to be dealt with. But the, yes, it is an aluminum body. Uh, in fact, I was going to go test it with a magnet to make sure <laughs> to make sure I uh, I knew what was what. Because uh, being a radio nerd, uh, we put magnetic mount antennas on things, and I didn't check the cab. Although I got to tell you, there's a big piece of glass. You know, it's it's big sunroof on on this uh, on this particular one, so uh, there's not much room for antennas there. But and Gonzo knows this. You can bet there will be some antenna action on this on this vehicle. Um. Anyway, <laughs> I don't want to drift into the antenna podcast here, but uh, one day that is exactly what's going to happen. We'll have to have a special episode on antennas. So uh, I will report back when I get my magnet out and, and double, triple check. But yes, this this is uh, heavily uh, aluminum. So uh, feel free to pop any other questions into the chat asynchronously. So we, we were doing lapping last week. And my plan is to do some more lapping. I'm going <laughs> to... Yeah. Uh, Gonzo's talking about millimeter wave. Yeah, we have to talk, by the way, Gonzo. I have some things I want to talk to you about with respect to recent news. I'll leave it at that. Um, so the the um, my plan for lapping, I was going to try to charge off into one, you know, one micron and fractional micron land. I'm going to stay in three micron diamond grit until I get my sea legs and I'm able to start controlling curvature and like intentionally go flat, intentionally go convex and vice versa. Um, I'm pretty excited about the initial behavior and the, the fact that I can start to get control. There's a few points I wanted to make from last week uh, that I don't know if we amplified enough. Uh, when, when you're... When the two laps, the conditioning lap and the operating lap, which is another way of saying the top lap and the bottom lap, uh, when they are identical, it's the same lap. I, I said this, but I want to amplify this. You have the ability to take them and just invert them, okay, and then continue conditioning, and you start to reverse the curvature, right? So... If you have your, typically you'll have your working lap on the bottom, you'll have your conditioning lap, you'll condition, you'll condition the laps, and you will develop a convex curve on the bottom. My, my working theory is you need the convex curve to achieve flat. And the question is, <clears throat> you, need, you need somewhere between flat and convex. And, and where, you know, how much of that you need is a really good question. And the results will inform you. But what if you go too far and your working, your bottom lap, your working lap gets too uh, convex and your working part gets, gets too concave? So what you do is you take your two laps, you flip them over, and you start conditioning with the conditioning lap on the bottom and the working lap on the top. 
And now you start reversing that curve because of gravity and because the amount of time uh, the, the, the top lap spends um, in, in which areas on the bottom lap. The ability to flip it over and just reverse your curvature is a function of the two laps being identical. And that's magic. That this is again, I, I don't this is not coming from years of experience lapping. This is just coming from thinking about this stuff. So that is not how it's done in the in most of the lapping world. I believe that they have things like conditioning discs and conditioning rings and stuff to get your lap, you know, into the shape it needs to be. But what we're doing by having two identical laps, there's a bit of magic there that you don't have otherwise. So I'm very excited about trying to trying to get to the point where I condition it too far, bring it back, and and really get to control the lap. And uh, I think that's going to be that's going to be pretty cool. But right now I'm sticking to the three micron. In fact, I may order another bottle of three micron slurry and and keep on going. And if you're new to the, if you're new to the PFG Live and you don't know what the heck I'm talking about, go back to the previous couple of videos and you'll you'll get caught up on the lapping thing. Yeah, uh, exactly. Identical meaning identical, except that one is marked uh, top or or conditioning lap and one is marked bottom or working lap. Other than that, they're exactly the same, and that's the. If you go back, in fact, let me see if I can pick up the picture of of the lap. Let's see. Let's see if I can put a, a fine point on this. If I get get past all my truck photos here, um, back to the lapping photos. There it is. No, that's somebody else's lapping photos. Let's see if I get a better one. We're doing this live, folks. You're, you're seeing how the sausage is made. Yeah, here we go. This is this is sufficient. Um. Yeah. So right there. Okay. So two identical laps. Now, in my the way I've started doing stuff, the right hand lap is always the working lap. That's that's where I'm going to take the thing I'm lapping, the work, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lap it on the right hand one, the left hand one is always my conditioning lap. So you just take two identical laps and they will not be identical in their surface geometry once you start conditioning one against the other, but that's fine, you you know that. So the other thing I, I that is going to be important is my optical flats and my monochromatic light source is currently upstairs in my lab. And I have to come upstairs to make a measurement. So that's going to change. So downstairs, I'm going to find a flat surface. I don't know where. I'm going to find a flat surface and set up uh, the monochromatic light source and the optical flats. This allows you to stay in a very tight loop um, so that you can lap, you can measure, you can respond, you can measure, you can make adjustments. Um, I don't mind running up and down the stairs. I need the exercise, but uh, I think that's going to be the next physical change to the process. And I'm very happy about this. Um, 
I don't really plan on making and selling these laps. In fact, I looked at the cost. I was a little, I was a little embarrassed at how much I'd have to sell them for um, based on how I make them. So if somebody begs me to sell them, <laughs> I might, but they'd be expensive. And they don't have to be. You, you could, like, like Tom Lipton demonstrated in his video, you could, you could use a saw. He used a saw and a lathe. And, and and lapping, and that's it, to make his laps. And that's really all you have to do. But the way I'm doing it, I'm using a lathe, I'm using a mill, I'm using the grinder to cheat. Okay, it's my cheat, the grinder is my cheat code. Uh, and, and that's just a lot of labor. And it's mostly because I'm insane. So uh, anyway, that's the update. Meanwhile, Gonzo rolls in here, because he, he knows me, and he's listened to all this stuff about lapping. And he's like, what the hell is going on? Um, it's okay. It's not lap dancing, by the way. That's totally different. Another episode. Um, so that's the update on lapping. We're going to move the monolite, um, the, the monochromatic light source. We're going to move this. The uh, We're going to make more slugs. And uh, we'll get that going. Uh, let's see, any, any lapping comments, questions, or uh, snide remarks, please put them in the chat and we'll address them now. <laughs> okay, Gonzo. <laughs> you take care, buddy. Let's talk soon. I'll talk to you on the other channel. Uh, so if anybody has any questions or topics, topic changes, you're welcome to put it in the chat. Uh, I have one piece of news for everybody today which I will uh, tell you after a sip of tea. A snide remark is welcome, Warren, especially from a neighbor. So we were, we were whining about minus 12 degrees, and Warren, who's a little bit north of me up in Concord area, has minus 22 degrees in the cold snap. Paul asks... The Porta Trace with the UV bulbs and the green film still on your recommended list for an afforded affordable monolight. So it's okay. Um, it's not stupendous. I have a little more work to do on it, frankly. I think it needs. Uh, I think the filter needs to be better selected, but it does work, and it is a cheap way out. But the helium light source is still very good uh, for a reason, right? It's got a, a better line, and it's more um, the the line is more lonely. <laughs> the 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 spectral line in helium is in the yellowish green, and then or yellowish. Well, I'm colorblind. What do I know? But uh, the nearest line is kind of far away. That's what makes the helium light source uh, good. Whereas the germicidals the nearest line is a little closer so your filter should be a little better um all everything i know about it is in pfg.gg links and go down you'll find a link that says monochromatic rabbit hole hit that <laughs> and, and everything i've done so far is in there warren you've made a live show you're in Uh, yeah, so 
a green laser and a ping pong ball. I've also done the green laser and the ping pong ball. So the green, the green, the green laser and ping pong ball is an excellent monochromatic source, and it is very low power. So if you're working small, right? You got a little, you got a little uh, optical flat on your widget, and you're holding the light here. That actually works quite well, but. It's not a lot of light. So the aperture of, of my helium light source is like, I don't know, 8 by 10-ish, right? And the aperture of, of your ping pong ball is, a, is about that. So it's, plus it's milliwatts instead of watts. That's what I noticed when I played with the ping pong ball. Is it a cheap source of monochromatic light? Yes. If you're willing to turn off the room lights dark you know go into a dark room and do it no problem so you could take a laser pointer okay you could take a, a green is fine could be red doesn't matter as long as you know what it is and and uh, you can make it work almost says i wonder if you could use an ir source and a camera um sure but i think I'd do the ping pong ball and laser before I would do the IR source and the camera because now you got a camera to deal with. Um, also, uh, on my list is the Fizeau interferometer. Um, I'm I'm actually really interested in doing that. And the Fizeau, for those of you that don't know, the Fizeau interferometer, you don't use an optical you do use an optical flat, but you you illuminate it and it and then reflect it up to a card. Um, no, I don't think you use an optical flat, do you? No, he was using an optical flat. Anyway, the Fizeau interferometer is something I got to look into because allegedly you can get information without direct contact to the surface, and that's what I want to look at. So I'm going to stop talking about it until I study it, but that is in my future. Um. And that's coming. All right. You may continue to put questions in the chat. I have I have a piece of news, and that is this. February 19th, get out your calendar and mark uh, February 19th, same bad time, same bad channel. That's a Sunday, okay? We're going to have a double header. We're going to have two guests on the PFG Live. Anybody want to guess? Who the two guests are? Guess who the guests are? <laughs> I'll tell you, but I want to see who you guess it is. I think you guys are going to be pretty excited. Um, so definitely put that on your calendar and you, you need to be there. Yeah, Paul knows. Paul knows. CJ knows. You know why? Because you've been paying attention. Minty? <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody knows. So uh, uh, Robin Renzetti and Tom Lipton are going to both be on the PFG Live on the 19th. We're doing a two-guest uh, version of the, uh, of the show. And I, my job is just to start trouble and, and see what happens. So that's what's happening on the 19th. Uh, it should be a ton of fun. And uh, if you guys are playing with lapping and that kind of stuff, go, go do some of that between now and then so you have good questions. Keep an eye on the, 
on the uh, Instagram feed. I will be putting out an email address or some other scheme for getting questions in early. Uh, and I'd, I'd like to have your questions for these guys early so I can sort them out and we can get them uh, we can get them going. So Tom Lipton, who you've met a couple of weeks ago, and Robin Renzetti, who you met a couple of months ago on the PFG Live, will be together on February 19th. Question list. Yes, there will be... This is homework, K-Bunk. You're not... This is not just like a walk in the park. There will be a question list. You will, you will need to generate questions. So... Uh, I will again keep an eye on the on the uh, feed. I'm just working out whether it's going to be email or some other means, but it'll be one of those. Okay, we may finish a little early today because I'm out of material because I didn't do anything this week except buy a truck. So, <laughs> if you guys want to talk about anything, uh, throw it in the chat, and uh, we'll keep the we'll keep the fires burning here. Um, also, if you go to pfg.gg slash links uh, and you go down to the monochromatic rabbit hole, all of Tom Lipton's lapping videos, I have links for them. Uh, I have a link for a Robin Renzetti lapping video in there also. <laughs> Gonzo says, two-part question, who are they? And what can they do for me? Let me tell you something, Gonzo. If we had a really tough problem to solve and we needed some spectacular machining um, and or other mechanical solution, that's the A-team right there. That's who they are. They're fantastic. Uh, Robin is a uh, basically a mechanical engineering I shouldn't say engineering. He's a mechanical consultant. He does special devices uh, for very high precision work and is a master toolmaker. Uh, Tom Lipton is the superintendent of machining at the uh, Berkeley National Laboratory. And uh, he's also fantastic. Also an author. Do I have his book handy? No, I put his book away. Um, yeah, if you, these guys are the A team, so the, the, I learn from them, and they're fantastic. So that's who they are. And do you need them? You might, <laughs> you might need them someday. Uh, they're good guys to know. Kevin says, "Does anybody know where to get a four ounce steel brush top can with a wide mouth, a wide mouth for glue?" If you know how to where to get that, McMaster Car doesn't have that. <laughs> Paul says, Gonzo, if you don't know who they are, you have the most homework to do this week. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think Gonzo doesn't need to do the homework; he just needs to know how to get a hold of me, which he already does. But yes, they they they're a deep dive. Um. All right. So yeah, if you're if you're uh, if you forgot about the monochromatic lapping hole, a uh, lapping hole, the monochromatic rabbit hole, which has monochromatic light source plus lapping information, you'll find it all in the links. I, I just shove it all there so we have one place. 
Almost Machining says, empty out an existing can of PVC primer. <laughs> oh, man. Or make one, machine one out of uh, aluminum. You could weld up a can, right? And then put proper threads on it. And that's how I would do it. Any other questions, comments, or snide remarks? Any topic, the floor is open. <laughs> CJ Stevens says they empty themselves. Yeah, they also glue themselves closed. Ask me how I know. Let's see if I have any other um, photos to share with you guys from this week's escapades. Here's the, here's the last photo of my uh, the last photo of my flex. If we could have a moment of uh, a moment of silence for the flex, <laughs> it's so beautiful. And uh, what else do we got? It was a busy week. Oh, this was a great this was a great line. I got to share this with you guys. So this was a little slide that I saw at the dealership when I was finishing up the deal. Uh, Apollo 11's software had 145,000 lines of code. Facebook has 62 million lines of code. And this new vehicle has 100 million lines of code. <laughs> and I can tell you from driving it, it does. It is like uh, 6,000 pounds of software rolling down the road. All right. I think, unless I have any surprises here. Oh, yeah, I'll show you one other thing. I was all proud of myself because I had to figure out how I was going to charge this thing. So in the shop, I have 220-volt uh, twist lock connectors. Oh, the chat is solving problems here. Yeah, man. Uh, drop me a drop me a signal, and we'll uh, we'll figure out things out. I, I got actually got some things I want to chat with you about. We're going to be doing some stuff this summer. So. Uh, so anyway, I've got these two twenty twist locks all around all around the uh, the shop, and for all the usual reasons. So I fired up this extension cord from a 30 amp uh, twist lock connector to a 50 amp outlet. <laughs> I sent the picture to my, my electrician. I said, how do you like my 30 amp to 50 amp converter? He didn't like that. But anyway, that's what I'm using to run the little charger for the truck because the little charger has that 50 amp plug on it. And uh, that's, what's, that's what's cooking so far. With that, I think we're going to wrap things up. I'm glad we hung in here long enough for uh, Paul and and almost to uh, sort out their their needs. For for those of you that can't read the chat, it's McMaster Car Part Number One Nine Zero Six, Tango Zero Seven. Okay, last call for any questions or uh, topic requests for next week. So the, the 19th will be, let's just make sure we're all on the same page of music here. Uh, the 19th is two weeks from now. 
So we will be here. We'll be here next week. Uh, hopefully, I'll have some some more lapping to show you. Uh, maybe some other stuff. And then the week after that, it's the Tom and uh, Robin show. <laughs> you guys are awesome. So I think I'm going to wrap it up. Thanks for showing up for the PFG Live for Sunday, 5 February 2003. 2003. 2023. I'm only 20 years off. We'll see you guys next week. And we'll see you in two weeks for the Robin and uh, and Tom show. Uh, one of the machinists is looking for a large surface plate in the West Canadian area, three by four feet or so. So if anybody knows of a three by four foot surface plate, let us know. Take care, Paul. Peace out. Have a great week to you, CJ. Almost. You're welcome. Kevin, thanks for being here. Kevin, you're always the first one. I'm very impressed. You get a gold star, gold uh, PFG star. And Warren, if you're still with us, uh, let me know if you're in the area. If you if you thaw out, <laughs> maybe we can go get a cup of coffee or tea. All right, guys, take care. Have fun and don't get caught under any circumstances. <laughs>